we are starting a new series tonight, even though it's technically not August, and by technically I mean literally it's not August, but we are still starting it because uh, I wanted to, and because it's the, near the start of the school year, and I want to have a full four weeks for this series, which is called Animated. And right now you can't see the, the little um, graphic that I made up, but I will put it online and it'll be up next week. Uh, but it's really cool. And so we're going to go through different animated movies. I thought it was cool. We're going to go through different animated movies and find lessons and talk about that. And so this week is uh, To Infinity and Beyond. And we're going to talk a little bit about Toy Story, a little bit about David and Saul, and a lot about comparison. And so I want to start with 1 Samuel uh, chapter 18, verses 5 through 16. But before I start with that, what I'm about to read takes place basically right after David killed Goliath. And so I'm sure you've heard this story throughout your lives, but basically uh, everybody's scared, everybody's terrified. Uh, David goes up, he doesn't wear Saul's armor, he knows that he can do it because he trusts God, and so he goes out and he kills him, and then he cuts off his head, and then he wins and he becomes a hero. Uh, but he glorifies God, like he doesn't say, I'm so awesome, he says, this was all God. So he does everything right. Uh, and so this is where we go now. First Samuel 18, 5 through 16. Whatever Saul, who was the king at the time, asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. So Saul started out okay with him. And Saul was the king, but he was kind of at this point the, ki the king in name only. Uh, he had gone against God. So he started, but he was called to be the king because he was a godly person. And he was uh, basically the first king in Israel, and he came, Samuel called him, God told him this is who it's going to be, Saul came, he did a lot of things right, like he did his best, he tried really hard, he was a good king, a good man, and the more he was that, the more he got involved in uh, worrying about losing his power. So we made jokes about Congress earlier that I won't recap, but one of the things that happens in politics, especially in Congress, is the first time you run, you want to win because you believe in whatever it is you believe in, you want to represent your district, you, you have a family line, whatever the reason is. But as you go, and this is one of the problems with no term limits in Congress, as you go, it becomes more about, well, I've got to win this next election. And so you stop necessarily, for the most part, it's a broad generalization, but for the most part, you kind of stop worrying about whatever it is you believed in or represented, and it becomes doing whatever you can to just get reelected and get reelected and get reelected. That's why there are people in Congress who are like 90 and have been there for like 50 years. And um, that is kind of where Saul was. Like he started out, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. But then once he's king, he's like, this is kind of cool. And I just want to make sure I keep my kingship. And so he had to do some stuff. Uh, God said, this is not the thing to do. You have to do it this way. And Saul's you know, like, eh, but let me try it my way. He goes against God. Samuel says, that's not the way to go. You're not going to be the king for long. This is bad. And God tells Samuel, who was the prophet, he's like, hey, this new guy is going to be the next king. And he is going to be a great king. But you have to anoint him, and then eventually he'll become king. And that's David. So uh, when David goes to, to take out Goliath, he knows a lot of this. But he's not doing it for that. He's doing it because he believes in God. And he believes in, in Israel. And he believes in doing this. Saul has no idea probably about most of this. He just sees David as one of his servants. And so when he comes in after the Goliath stuff, he's like, everybody likes him. I'm going to ride this. Like, I'm going to use this. And I'm going to let him help in court. And he's an awesome musician. And he can do all of these things. So that's really cool. Um, and so to cut real quick to Toy Story, and it's been a while since I've seen the original, but it was written by Joss Whedon, who did Buffy and Angel and Firefly. So I know it fairly well, and the Avengers and Avengers 2. Um, but... And the main point of Toy Story, as I remember it, 
is uh, Woody is the favorite toy, and he's kind of the one that you could call him the king of the toys, so to speak. Like, he's Andy's favorite, and everybody loves Woody, and he's the leader, and he takes care of everything, and he takes care of people, and he has awesome advice, and, and he's a cowboy, and so all of these things are in his favor. And then Buzz comes, and Buzz is this new fancy toy, and he's exciting, and he has sound effects, and he fights aliens, and he's possibly crazy because he doesn't know he's a toy, although they also made a movie about him which kind of makes you wonder if he is a toy, and all of these different things. But regardless, uh, he comes in, and Woody hates him. He hates him because he's a new toy, and he says all of these different things. He says he's dangerous. He says this. He says that, but ultimately, it comes down to the fact that he's jealous, and he's comparing himself to him, and so in a very real way, this shows the biblical story, and I'm not saying that the Woody and Buzz were designed to be like David and Saul, but there's a lot of parallels there because it all comes down to that comparison, and so Saul is still on the right track, and he's helping, and I want to go to this part. Um, when the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, which is Goliath, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. So, you know, not exactly Taylor Swift, but still it's fine. Uh, I don't, I've never heard her. I don't know why I used her. This made Saul very angry. What's this, he said. They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp, as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. So Saul went, this escalated really fast. So Saul hears this song, which isn't the best song in the world, but it's very descriptive, and it's basically Saul has killed his thousands. So it doesn't say Saul sucks, and it doesn't say Saul's a bad king, and it doesn't say Saul didn't do anything for us. It says he's killed his thousands. Like, Saul is good, but David might be better. So it would be kind of like uh, singing a song about Babe Ruth, and you're like, man, Babe Ruth did all this great stuff. Now I'm going to up the verse to Shohei Atani did more great stuff, and it's like um, all these amazing things, or, or whatever. But it's, it's this very basic song. It's this very basic song, and Saul takes it so seriously. Now, here is an important part here. David did not sing that song. David did not come up with that song. David did not care about this song. He just killed the guy that the king told him to kill. He fought in the army. He came in, and he did everything he was supposed to do. Saul hears this song and gets jealous of David. He starts comparing himself. He starts uh, hating this. If somebody sang about one of us, maybe not in the kills thousands, but saying about, our, saying about Seth, like, Seth has killed his thousands. Like, Seth's going to be like, I am a hero. Like, I've done this. And then you up it and you're like, but Rob's killed tens of thousands or whatever. Then Seth, I assume, Seth, I assume, is comfortable enough in his exploits that, that he's not going to be like, oh, this sucks. He's going to be like, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Like, I'm going to do better. And that's what Saul should have done. Uh, and yet Saul was so bothered by it that he tried to kill David multiple times that he just was so jealous and he was comparison. And this is what comparison is. You may have heard the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. That basically means if you constantly are comparing yourself, you're never happy. Now, people may say, but what if I compare myself and I feel like I'm better than the other person? Well, that's also not good because then you get cocky or you stop doing it. And that's what Saul had done before this. He's like, I'm the greatest ever, like I'm the best. And then all of a sudden that gets shattered and he sees somebody else. But if you're comparing yourself, either way you go, your life is unhappy and it's not going in the right way. So if you're like looking on social media and you see somebody and you're like, man, they have everything I want. Like I thought I was happy with, with my Xbox One or 
Series X or PS5, whatever system you have. I thought I was happy with this, but they have like three of them glued together, so it's like a PS15, and it's so awesome. And, and I just wish I had that. And, and I was really happy with my new car, but they have a better one. And it's just not fair. My life sucks. Meanwhile, you have a new car and a PS5 and all this stuff, but your heart is so broken because you don't have more. And yet, if you don't compare, none of that matters. Like, you were happy before that. And the flip side, if you have whatever, and you see somebody driving by, and it's kind of a crappy car, and it breaks down, and then you kind of know that, that they're struggling financially, you're struggling, well, hey, you know, they, I know what they've done. I'm a way better Christian than them, or I've done way more than them. I'm a way better student. Uh, and if you do that, then not only is that unfair to them, not only is that judgmental, not only is that on the border of hatred, but it is also setting you up to stop trying. Because once you start to, realize, start to think, hey, I've arrived, then you're not there anymore. Like, you don't care. And that's kind of what Saul did. He's like, I'm the king. Like, I've done everything I need to do. It's all good now. And then he stopped. And he stopped following God and he stopped caring. And Solomon also kind of did the same thing a little later. And then David comes along and he starts to compare himself the opposite way now. And he's like, David's younger than me. And they like him more and they're singing more about him. Nobody sings these songs about me. Uh, David has this awesome new action figure. Nobody has a new action figure about me. Nobody's buying the heir of Saul's anymore. It's just about the heir David's. And it's just like, this is so hard. And then he tries to kill him. I emphasize he tries to kill him. And so he's super off the reservation. Like he's gone so far away. Now, technically, Woody also tried to kill Buzz in different ways, although he's a toy. So you can kind of argue that, which also kind of makes some other Pixar movies creepy, like Wally, where they're all dumpster. And it means the toys have just lived forever in the trash. But that's a side note. Uh, but over time, over the course of the movie, he realizes that it's not Buzz's problem. So Buzz comes along. He didn't go by himself. He didn't put himself in a package. He didn't become a toy. He didn't come here and like decide, I'm going to take Woody's place. He just comes there, and he does the best he can with whatever he has, and he's just himself. And finally, eventually, they become friends, and there's that song, and Woody's like, hey, we're friends now. And they grow together over the course of the 4,000 movies they've made. And um, I know. And... Uh, and so Woody is like, okay, I'm going to stop comparing myself to you, and I'm just going to be me, and I'm going to let you be you. Now, in this way, Saul could have still done that, even after trying to kill him, because David's not trying to do anything. He's just doing what he can. David did not go kill Goliath for show. He did it because it needed to be done. David did not make himself king. That happened because Saul had messed up, and David wasn't even king yet, and he wasn't trying for it. He was just working. He was just playing his harp. He was just being David. And so Saul could have let all of this go, but he couldn't. He kept looking at him, and he kept comparing himself, and he kept feeling that jealousy. Uh, going to the last part of the scripture here. Saul was then afraid of David. So he had tried to kill him twice, and all of a sudden he's afraid. Uh, for the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over a thousand men. So this can kind of tell you a little bit about Saul's mindset. He's like, I just tried to kill this guy. I think he might try to take my power. I'm going to give him an army. So, you know, he's not necessarily the most logical person. Uh, but he just wants him out of the way. And David faithfully led his troops into battle, which also shows who David is. Because a lot of people, had David been like Saul, and he's like, I am going to take your crown. And the king is like, hey, go take this, this army uh, with you. Like that type of person, Saul would have immediately come and taken led a coup and taken over the kingdom. David just goes and helps the kingdom uh, grow. Uh, David continued to succeed in everything he did, for the Lord was with him. When Saul recognized this, he became more and more afraid of him. 
Uh, but all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. All of us have been in a situation where somebody is kind of annoying because maybe they came up with an idea we wish we had. Or uh, they get a higher grade than us and we know they didn't try hard enough or it's like they cheated or whatever reason. Yeah, it's whatever reason. It's like they get a higher grade, they do something, they get picked for the team, they get uh, more popularity, whatever it is. We've all had those situations where we're kind of jealous of them. However... Somebody else's success, and this is very important, somebody else's success does not in any way affect your own life. Like, if somebody else succeeds, that doesn't make you less of a success. It doesn't make you less of a, a good person. If somebody else does the right thing, you don't then have to do the opposite. You can still be you. Um, if Rob goes and he starts a new youth group and it grows to like 50 people in the first week and then 100 and then keeps going, that doesn't erase what we have here and it doesn't erase what I'm doing. It's just something more going. And so in the same way, David being successful actually helped Saul, but all he could see was it took away from what he felt he could have had. Now, had this gone differently, like the Toy Story way where they become friends and they do all these things and it ends up with some kind of spork, but, um, but all, all of these things, had, had Saul said, whoa, I just tried to kill my greatest soldier. I got to check myself. David, I'm sorry. You go lead them and, and hey, tell you what, I'm going to take you under my wing and teach you some things and let's talk and let's kind of advise. And he had, had it gone like that, maybe he would have stayed king for a while and then have been able to hand it over to David peacefully. But instead, he cannot let it go. So he keeps trying to kill him and he keeps trying to kill him. And eventually it costs him his own life, his family's lives, uh, his legacy, all of these things. All David did was continue to live in the way he was supposed to live. Now, down the line, David screwed up. And in the same way, it's because he was looking at what other people had. And so, again, I say, no matter how you compare yourself, it's not going to help you. It's going to make you worse. I get that it's really hard now with social media, with the Internet, with everything, where you're constantly seeing what everybody has. But Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you see, that's the highlights of somebody else's life. That is not their life. That's not their everyday life. That's not everything that happens. Everybody has troubles and everybody has triumphs and everybody has pain and everybody has victory. All of these things happen. And so it's more important if you see something and you feel that, that jealousy, you feel that envy, do your best to let it go there. And don't compare yourself. Be like, okay, I wish I were more like that, so I'm going to see what I can do. Like, I'm going to work harder. Uh, if you look at the greatest athletes in any sport, all of them think they're the greatest ever. Like, all of them think they're the greatest ever. And most of them aren't even close, but they all think that because they see somebody else doing something great, and they're like, I'm going to do better. And that's what we do. That's how we succeed. So when you see that, if you see someone else doing worse than you, don't be joyful and happy because you're, you're doing better. Just be like, okay, I'm glad that I, I haven't gone that way, so I'm going to keep doing well. If you see somebody else doing better than you, don't be like, oh, I'm never going to reach it. Just be like, I'm going to try my best because who you are matters. And, and again, was, uh, Woody and Buzz got it. David got it. Saul didn't. And Saul's life was so messed up because he couldn't get it. So as you go to school this year, don't worry about what everybody else is doing, what everybody is wearing, all that stuff. I know you're going to notice it, but just be who you are because you're the only one that can do that. And it sounds cliche. It sounds horribly cliche, but it's so true. And each of us have these individual gifts where each of us can reach other people, can help other people, can mean something to other people. And I get this because I compare myself negatively all of the time where I think I'm worse than everybody else around me, but I keep trying regardless. And so just do your best to let that go, to not be like Saul, to find a friend and whoever it is you're talking to or just not hang out with them. But regardless, just be who you are and follow God. That's all I got.